Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Michael Corbin and joining me on this sunny Tuesday is Emmanuel Penglis. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, I am more upbeat than I was on Saturday morning at about 11 o'clock when yeah. uh, the competition was cancelled. Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to be scrambling for content for the next few weeks. But lo and behold, Mr. Fix-It, uh, Mr. Rugby League himself, Peter Volandis, um, our good Greek friend, uh, has come to the rescue once again. So footy was back and, um, yeah, big round. Very big round. This is this is a round that people have kind of been looking forward to. The top six, Emmanuel, all play each other. We have five rounds left in the competition, and I think this round will kind of tell people what to expect of the top six teams, because really they're the only teams that matter right now. I don't see anyone in seventh or eighth really pushing, um, and it's the top six for now. So why don't we... Go into five. Uh, let's let's talk about the things that we're looking for in the next five rounds. Starting with this round, you got anything for us? Okay, so as you said, the top six all play each other this round. So if you have a look at the ladder, there is currently a massive gap between sixth and seventh. It is uh, eight points or or four wins apart. Okay, so the top six is pretty much set in stone. Uh, there's about five teams that are that are going to fight it out for seventh and eighth spot. So the top six are Storm, um, Penrith, Rabbits, Eels, Roosters, and Manly. Now, Souths, the Storm, and the Panthers are uh, the Storm are on thirty six, and Souths and Penrith are on thirty four, uh, and then Eels, Roosters are both twenty eight, and um, Manly twenty six. So you'd say that the top three are sort of set, um, barring some huge, you know, issues, and uh, Eels, Roosters, and Manly are set but unclear of the order, okay? And obviously, fourth spot is crucial uh, because you get the second chance, but you're also going to have to end up likely playing the Storm. So, but at some point, you're going to have to play them anyway. So as you flagged this week, all those teams play each other. So um, the Storm play Manly and Souths play um, Parramatta and Penrith play the Roosters. Now, the Roosters, very impressive last week. You, amongst others, had ridden them off. Yep. Um, said that this was probably a bridge too far. And they came out and, sh- and showed you a true and loyal fan, completely wrong, uh, and held Parramatta to kneel. Um, Parramatta were hapless, um, nothing in defence, nothing to show for it. Uh, Penrith also going through a little bit of a rut at the moment. Um, they've had some uninspiring performances, including last week they lost 37-10 to Melbourne. Um, obviously, they've got some troops out and they should start to restock as the season comes to an end. So the two big games for Penrith are, sorry, the three big games for Penrith in the last five rounds are the Roosters this week, 
Souths in um, round 23, which Nathan Cleary is expected to be back for, and then Parramatta in the final round. Um, now, for Melbourne, the two big games are Manly this week and uh, Parramatta in round 24. And for Souths, who are sitting in third, their next five are the Eels, the Titans, the Panthers, the Roosters, and St. George, who they thumped on the weekend. They play them again. So you would expect that given the, um, the gap, that Souths could win a couple of those games at least and should secure a third spot. Uh, um, which makes it harder for Parramatta and the Roosters to climb any higher. Um, now, the horror run, which we've flagged before, belongs to Parramatta, and it got off to a terrible start last week with that 28-0 loss to the Roosters. It's followed by Souths on Friday night, Manly the following week, the Cowboys as a reprieve, and then Storm and the Panthers in the last two rounds. Um, while the Roosters, the two big clashes for them are Penrith, uh, as I've mentioned, and Souths. And there are other games against the Broncos, the Dragons, and the Raiders. So we're probably looking at the Roosters likely to leapfrog Parramatta um, on current form, although this is all subject to change and subject to for and against as well. Um, and then for Manly, now they can definitely score points. They showed that last night. They've got the Storm and the Eels, are the other top six teams they play. And then they've got the Raiders, Bulldogs, and the Cowboys. Now, they played the Bulldogs a few weeks ago and completely thumped them. Um, and so if they're looking to improve their for and against, that could be the game to do it. Yeah. Uh, look, man, the thing is, Manly, we haven't really seen them perform that often again. Like, their last seven wins, I think, have been all against bottom eight teams. So, or, like, teams below them on the ladder. We haven't seen them quite stand up to the test of a top team yet, like Melbourne. So this week's going to be really interesting because Melbourne, besides Nelson, Asafa, Solomona, I think they're pretty much completely fit. Parramatta, I yeah, I I can look. I th- I think they're going to lose four of these next five. I just don't think they can beat the top teams, and they just. I know Mitchell Moses is a big out for them, but one player should not make that much of a difference. The Roosters should not have won like they did. You should be able to score points against the Roosters team, whose half their backline is out. At the moment, we we had to we had to go and get Dale Copley from uh, the Titans, I believe, to fill in the centre spot because we're out of outside backs. Like this is the, the Parramatta team were woeful on the weekend, absolutely woeful. They need to start finding some form, otherwise we're going to have a repeat of the last what four or five years where they get to the finals and they go bang bang out out. They need to improve. Uh, they need to get a win uh, over one of those top four. Or, uh, out of uh, they need to get a win out of four, one of their, you know, other than the Cowboys, they need to get one of those wins. Uh, I think you're right. I think Souths will hold on to third. It'll be interesting to see how Panthers continue to go without Nathan Cleary. Um, they have looked pretty uninspiring the last couple of weeks and struggling to find points. Um, I, th- I think it has a lot to do with just the lack of creativity when you've only got Jerome Luai there as like your, your normal playmaker. I know Matt Burton's a great player, but he hasn't been playing in that role that much this season. I think it comes down to the fullback spot. I think having Dylan Edwards, who's not a known playmaker at that at the back there, when you haven't got someone as exceptional as Nathan Cleary, uh, that it's showing a bit. 
but they are getting Coruscant back this week. They are getting Isaiah Yo back this week. James Fisher-Harris will uh, be back in the squad soon. So, yeah, they're, they're getting back to four. They're going to get some players back. And I think, you know, I, I, I still think we're going to end up with the final result of Melbourne versus Panthers in the grand final. Yeah, uh, very interesting point was made last night, Mike, about the 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 urgency to bring Nathan Cleary back is uh, made on one hundred percent footy is probably not what it was because there is no home ground advantage for finishing first and second this year now, um, no. given the nature of things. Uh, obviously, Penrith Park, bit of a battleground. Manly might have been playing a final out of Brookvale, given the SFS is out of action. Um, but I think with with all that out the window, we might see uh, teams rest players in the lead up to the finals. But I think these games where they all these teams play each other are just so crucial because there's a lack of quality on position outside the top six. Even within the top six, I mean, Manly and South can definitely score points. I have question marks over their defence. Yeah. Uh, I think they're the two teams probably most likely to, to give the other two a run for their money. They would definitely throw stuff at the other teams. Um, I, I just don't think the Roosters have the firepower. I don't think Parramatta have the creativity and attack. Um, but whether they can they can withstand the pressure uh, and and not concede soft tries. Uh, we saw it last night. Manly conceded easy tries against the Sharks as soon as Tommy Turbo was off. And we saw it. Uh, South showed it against both the Warriors and the Dragons. So I think definitely they, could, they can go points with them and, and potentially outscore them. But at the same time, I just don't think they've got what it takes to keep up with them. And that definitely shows on the ladder. Um, but Parramatta, uh, they, were, they were very uninspiring, very one-dimensional in attack. Um, I, I, a bit sympathetic for um, Arthur because it's probably a pressure situation. And the, the other playmakers in the team should probably be helping. But even the start to that game, and credit to the Roosters because they came out of it and, and won, but Starts the, the game from both sides is very sloppy. Uh, it was very sloppy. Uh, Mackay, very hot, very humid, different conditions that they've been playing in the last couple of weeks. It was it was very sloppy. Like, and I saw it from Penrith as well. When you're missing that key playmaker, teams fall back on going one out inside the opposition 20 and, you know, just taking forward hit-ups instead of going sideline to sideline, moving the defensive, defensive line around. When you miss those two teams, when they were missing Cleary and Moses respectively, they they lacked any sort of creative uh, create spark, and teams are able to telegraph that. You know, one of Melbourne's, one of one of Paris, not sorry, one of Panthers' tries was a duck out of dummy half at the end. Like there was there was very little that was inspiring about their attack, and yeah, I, I know I know having the half that you've had for most of the season, your number one, your number one, number seven. Uh, going into games helps, but you need to be a bit better than that, even if you are missing halves. Yeah. Um, now, the battle for seventh and eighth, Mike, it's between five teams, Titans uh, and Cronulla, who are currently sitting seventh and eighth. Um, they're equal on 18 points with the Raiders, the Dragons and Newcastle. Uh, now, Newcastle seem to have the easiest run home. Um, but I think that they have easily the worst for and against um, on minus 147, uh, which is 70 worse than St. George. So going through these um, five teams, so the big games for the Gold Coast are they play 
um, Souths and the Storm in their run home. And they also play Newcastle, who are one of those five teams they're competing with. Cronulla play the Knights and the Storm of those other teams in the, in the finals mix. But then they also play the Warriors, Tigers and the Broncos. Um, but I guess for them, the thing is that challenge for them is that Sean Johnson's out for the rest of the uh, year. And so that will be a, a bit of a challenge for them. For Canberra, they have the Storm, Manly and the Roosters in their remaining five. They also play St. George. And I, I think what we've seen from Canberra, it, it might be a, a bridge too far for them. Yeah, to go they, there, but they they also have the problem that Jack White is actually going to be in the team for the rest of the year. Yeah, that is rather problematic. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the Dragons, who are actually on eighteen points as well, and minus 18, 82. So as I said, they play the Raiders. They've also got Panthers, Roosters, and Souths in that run home. Yeah, uh, and they've also lost Ben Hunt for the season. Um, it's looking like with a fractured arm. So it's it's huge. four weeks. But, you know, four weeks, there's five weeks left of the competition. You could rule them there. Like, they could be ruled out by that point. Yeah, and it, it's just, you know, I think the last month for them after the COVID breach has just been such a, a such an unnecessary battle. Um, and I, I, I just don't know whether they're going to make it. It depends. which They show good signs, but Ben Hunt, I think, is their best player. Yeah. And he's really – and without him on the field, I mean, he was great last week, last um, Sunday against Souths, um, but I just think it's too much. And then you've got Newcastle, who have the most likely run. They play the Broncos, the Sharks, the Bulldogs, the Titans, and the Broncos. But Brisbane aren't the Brisbane they were at the start of the year. Brisbane are a competitive side when they want to beat now, and I, I think to just sort of mark those to the two easy games is probably a bit of a challenge. Yeah, Newcastle does have the benefit of – getting a bit of health to the back end of the season. Bradman Best was back this week and looked really good. Mitchell Pearce is going to be back this week, and that will really help them because when he's playing, it takes a lot of pressure off Caleb Ponga. So I, I, I know that the Newcastle Knights have the worst point differential, but I see them as a team that makes a leap in of a top eight. I still think it'll be the Titans as well. I just I, Canberra, I, I don't know what to do with them. Like, they... That, that game should have been one that they won. They've, they've been performing well over the last three weeks. They won three in a row, and then they get pumped by Newcastle. That shouldn't happen. They got blown out of the park early and could not recover. Uh, Knights, Knights can have these games where they look really good and they look like a top-eight side, and then they go and you know lose to a team running second last. So they need to find some consistency. I really think Pierce will help, though. Yeah, I think that to get control of their own destiny, they've really got to just pile the points on because they're, they're as I said, they're at minus 147. The Titans um, at minus 24 and with a, a reasonable run home, but again, can't defend either. So um, I think it, it's the Sharks and someone for me, uh, I think. Um, I, don't, I, I just think the Sharks without, without Sean Johnson, they're going to struggle. They're really going to struggle. But, Mike, we're ruling out pretty much every team for not getting there, but two of them have to get there. I agree. I agree. I, I, and I think it'll be the Titans and I think it'll be the Knights. They're, they're my two picks. I think everyone else is going to fall a bit flat. Fair enough. Now, the yep. rest of the ladder, just for, for the sake of a shout-out, uh, so the Warriors, the Tigers and the Cowboys are all on 14 points uh, in 12th, 13th and 14th with six wins. Uh, Brisbane is um, two points behind on five and the dogs have only won two games this year. So 
Uh, struggle street for them, but um, green shoots for next year with the arrival of Phil Gould. Um, yeah. Mike. Yep. Top four. Top four. What we got this Top week? Top four. Top four hookers in the NRL era. All right. Now, this one, I think there's probably one or two that, that are just, um, you know, incredibly straightforward. Um, for me, it's Cam Smith. It, yes. it, it's obvious. It's Cam Smith. It's Cam it, Smith. it goes without saying. Smith. So I don't know if we we just want to go on to the the top three outside of Cam Smith. Maybe it's a bit it's a bit like the Melbourne Storm. Um, you know, you, they're just always there. But yeah. you know, who else would you have up there? Yeah, Cam Smith. Quick run through one five premierships, counted three. Um, Captain Queensland, Australia, multiple of four hundred and fifty four hundred fifty plus first game appearances. Incredible career, did everything in the game and may go down as one of the greatest players to ever play. So, Kev Smith, number one. Number two, I think you're going to have the same as me. I'm going to have, I have Danny Badiris. Yeah, got the same. Yeah. Uh, so, Danny, Captain Newcastle, Captain New South Wales, uh, during a bit of a difficult time, uh, played for Australia, uh, but he was just an all-around great hooker. Uh Won a premiership in 2001. Uh, and, yeah, just an all-around great leader uh, and Novacastrian. So he is number two. Number three, I want to hear who you have. This is where it gets interesting. It does get interesting. I actually had Isaac Luke. I thought you'd have him on your list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, well, not sure. I just, I'm not uh, sure. I actually thought he was, he was a really good player um, at his peak, obviously for Souths. His career sort of went downhill after Souths. Um, he was also rubbed out of the grand final for concurrent um, judiciary issues, but I thought on his day he he was actually just a just a, a really good defender, a tough tackler, um, showed no mercy, had no qualms about who he was to tackle. Uh, he was really good kicker out of dummy half, would, would kind of put in a really like nice kick to find touch or into the corner, um, and I just thought he, he was a really good club man and good player. He he played for. Um, Souths for for a long long time and then um went over to the Warriors also played a lot for New Zealand um he's played something like over 40 tests for the Kiwi so I think he, he's just a, a really good player and probably doesn't get the recognition um since he moved to the Warriors but I, I feel like he he was he was, a, he was a great player for Souths yeah I and think, he's a really good player I think at his at his prime he was fantastic I think the, the thing is, his prime wasn't as long as some of the other candidates for me. And the third person on my list is Michael Ennis. Made three grand finals, won one with the Sharks, uh, played for Broncos as well, played for the Dragons. Great player, played for New South Wales. Um, just an absolute, and like, he'll go down as one of the best pests in history. Um, <laughs> he's, he was fantastic at pissing off the other team he was a player that you loved to have in your team and hated to go against uh, so he is my number three uh, instrumental in that Sharks 2016 Premiership yeah yeah massive and rounding out rounding out number four bit of homerism I'm going Jake Friend and the reason why I'm going Jake Friend is no other player no other hooker that I can think of has won three premierships. Uh, he was the captain of uh, the Roosters for a long time. Unfortunately, didn't get to represent his state uh, until the very end of his career because, you know, there was this other guy named Cameron Smith ahead of him. Um, 
Cameron Smith, I don't know if you've heard of him. We just mentioned him before. Yeah, so I think if if Daly Cherry Evans wasn't awarded Clive Churchill medalists uh, in the grand final in 2013, it probably would have gone to Jake Friend. Yeah, just a, an incredible career, incredible clubsman, a one-club player, and you know, great career. So I've, I've picked Jake Friend as my fourth hooker. I don't think you'll have the same as me, though. I actually did. Ah, there you go. I actually did. Great club man, great defender, tough as nails. Um, yeah, yeah led, he rounded out my top four. Yeah, led, led the tackle count almost every week. Yeah, and I think really he's he's a great story of redemption. It, he had off-field issues when he was younger, yeah. um, but just ended up being, I think, especially under Trent Robinson, just really pulled it all together. Uh, it was very impressive and obviously meant a lot to the club because there's just room always made for him, um, regardless of the time of year. Um, you know, the, he, he carried niggling injuries and regardless of how long it had been between those injuries, there's always a spot for him on the bench. So, um, yeah, he made out my top four. Yeah, other candidates. I think the one that probably people are clamoring about, maybe Robbie Farrar, uh, just didn't do enough, uh, didn't, you know, didn't secure enough titles or accolades for me to, to get it. Tigers, it was at the Tigers for a long time and they... They were perennially in ninth place. They didn't make the finals too many times under his tenure at hooker. So, you know, great player, played for New South Wales for a long stint as well. But I just, I don't think, don't think he had the accolades to get there. Damien Cook's another one, but I just think, you know, he's gonna he's gonna continue to get accolades, but uh, not enough. Just Needs a yet. premiership. Needs a Needs premiership, I think. Yeah. And I think with Farah, as someone who saw him play at my club, it was all the more reason for him not to make it because yeah. I saw. I, the, some of the frustrations I had with Farah that I had with him in Origin, I saw at club level, yep. um, just sort of the way he interferes with the halfbacks. But yep. a great player on his day, but just not in the top four for me. And shout out to a player for both our teams, Craig Wing, one of my favourites growing up. Yes, uh, I, ha- I actually was thinking of him too. <laughs> yeah, I thought one about of the greats. Well. One of the greats. All right, let's move on, Emmanuel, to round 21. Now, before we do this, let's, uh, as you foreshadowed to me, this is the worst week of tipping possible ever. Um, so before we do that, um, just to flag, Nick Saturis is back in the lead uh, after getting six last round. He's one point clear of Anthony P uh, on 117. Then in third and fourth, uh, MJ and Alexander B on 113 points. And then there's a backlog of Thomas S, yourself, Mike, and Camilla all on 112. Cola on my tonguey uh, in eighth spot after getting six out of eight. And then M. Val in ninth spot and Zach B in tenth uh, and dropped quite a bit after getting three out of eight. Okay. Where are you, where, where are you sitting, Emmanuel? Just for just for the people. I know you only posted the top ten. Where are you sitting? I'm not even in the screenshot, so... <laughs> Uh, if you if you got could more, I, I, I started the week one from four. It was terrible. Like this could be a terrible week. Ended up pulling out five. Uh, Nick's a truce. Yeah, well done. Five. Well done for I tipping the roosters. As well, and I dropped. <laughs> <laughs> well done for tipping the roosters, Nick's a uh, Back my team more than I did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shall we? Shall we okay. kick this off? Let's kick this off, Mike. So Thursday night now. We assume these games are going to be played on the days we say, but who really knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, we don't even know. It says Sunshine Coast, but who knows? So Knights play the Broncos on Thursday night. Pierce has been named to return from a hamstring, so Crossland drops out of the side. 
Jaden Braley is being rested and his place is taken by Chris Randall. Connor Watson has been named to start at lock and Suazo Sue is on the bench. Katoni Staggs is out injured. That's a big loss for them. So Jesse Arthurs comes in while Danny Levi moves into the starting side to replace Turpin, who injured his ankle, and Rabadi is the new face on the bench. Mike? Go on the Knights. This is the yep. game that they have to win if they want to be a top eight team. I think the loss of Stags for the Broncos is a big loss. I think his return to the side really catapulted their their chances of being a team that, you know, like, oh, they're not going to get beaten by 50 anymore. They're a team that could compete. Uh, incredible centre, probably one of the better ones in the game. He will sorely be missed. Uh on the other side, though, Bradman Best looked great. Mentioned him before. And the inclusion of Mitchell Pierce is just a big in for this team. I said last week I couldn't tip the Knights unless Pierce and Ponga were both playing. Uh, they are both playing, so I am tipping the Knights. Yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. That for and against, I think, is going to be crucial. So yep. if they want to start, they, they play Brisbane twice, they might as well get the psychological edge and, and beat them this time around. Um, the first game on Friday night is the Raiders versus... Uh, the Dragons, both last start losers. Uh, Sebastian Chris failed a HIA last weekend and will miss the match with Tomoko taking his place. Brian Sutton returns from a chest injury at lock, so Hudson Young shifts to second row. And Corey Harrell, and Naira moves to the bench. Soliola drops out of the 17. Elijah Anderson is the new face on the bench. And Dynamis Louis has been named among the reserves. For the Dragons, as we mentioned, Ben Hunt has suffered a fractured arm against Souths and will miss at least a month. Adam Clune is named at halfback. Bird, DeBellin, Laurie, Lomax, and Maguire all return, which is a big boost. And Cody Ramsey also makes a return and will partner Lomax in the centres. Corey Norman shifts from centre to 5'8", and Sullivan drops to the reserve. Um, Bird has been named at fullback, so Tyrrell Sloan makes way. Uh, a lot of experience comes back. And then in the last of the COVID bans from Barbecue Gate, Josh Kerr and Jared Bill will miss this weekend's match. Mike, who have you got? Uh, no Ben Hunt. I'm tipping the Canberra Raiders. I thought Harawira Naira, he, he didn't have a great game on the weekend, but he has been one of the Raiders' best over the last few weeks. I don't quite understand why he's been moved to the bench. There's, this, team has, this team has one problem. It's Jack, I'm going to say it. I, I, Jack White's not doing enough. Too many times I've seen him... On the last tackle, put a bomb up and it landed in goal or kicked the ball dead and just ruins the team's attacking position by either putting a bad kick in or not passing it and going himself. You've got an excellent winger outside, an excellent centre outside you and Jared Croker who always seems to make the right play. I just, yeah, I, just, I still think that they win this game. I think he, White needs to be much better and I think, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the Ben Hunt factor for me. If Ben Hunt was playing, I would probably tip the Dragons in this game. Yep. Okay, the big game Friday night, it's one of these top six clashes. So Parramatta plays Souths. Parramatta with the virtue of a uh, long turnaround, whereas Souths had a bit of a delay because of last week's shenanigans. They've played earlier this year. Souths won 38-20. For Parra, a huge boost. Moses returns from a back fracture, um, which he suffered at Origin 3. So Jake Arthur goes back to the reserves. Campbell Gillard is out, so Kafusi moves into the starting side. New Cora returns from a knee injury and Bryce Cartwright has also been added to the bench with Stone to the reserves. Wonga Blake has been named for needs to pass COVID protocols. For Souths, Cam Murray returns um, from suspension, which sees Sewer move to the bench. 
Benji Marshall, um, who was out of action due to COVID protocols, is back in the 17, as is Totola. So Taf, Margot and Davey Moali all dropped to the reserves. Campbell Graham and Liam Knight, who both had concussions a few weeks ago, have been rested. Um, Cam Murray, you don't realise how important he is to South since he's not there. He's that key link between left and right. Um, for Parramatta, Moses is definitely going to have to spark up their attack. Uh, Mike, who you got? Yeah, Cam Murray does a very similar role to what Victor Radley does. He plays as that first receiver, just takes pressure off the halves, one out from the ruck. Uh, Jairo tried to do that on the weekend and did an all right job, but he's not. He hasn't got the passing ability, Cam Murray. I'm going south. Uh, I think that they are the better team heading into this game. Moses will help them, but again, I just I question their attack at times. It's very predictable, very one-dimensional, and I just I think Latrell Mitchell will destroy. He will run over the top of you know the likes of Blake Ferguson, one of Blake and Tom Opacek in the back line. Like he, 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 their their back line defense isn't great, and that's your your left edge is the most lethal edge in the competition. I think they've scored. So I, during the game, I heard 65 tries. It could be more. You put on 60 points. Um, yeah, South for me. Uh, I think if Parramatta can't be, if, if Parramatta can't score against your defense, though, uh, they've got some serious problems. Yeah. Okay. Saturday afternoon, the Warriors play Cronulla. So Warriors coming off that uh, gutsy win last week against the Tigers. Harris Tavita returns from a peck injury and Peter Hiku shifts to centre with Pompey dropping out. Fanua Blake and Lodge are back in the front row. So Tanua Brown goes to the reserves and Murdoch Masilla is out with a foot injury. Josh Curran returns, so Elise Katala goes to the bench. Tavang has been moved into the starting side at hooker with Otokolo sidelined by injury. For Cronulla, Ramian returns after an ear infection ruled him out of Monday's loss to Manly. Talakai goes back to the second row, Jack Williams to lock and Rudolph to prop and Aidan Tolman to the bench. Metcalf drops off the bench after making his debut against Manly and Moylan has been named among the reserves but will have to pass the last of his fitness tests um, on his calf uh, to play this week. Did, did Toby Rudolph headbutt someone this last yesterday? Yeah. He did. So I don't, I don't think he's going to play. Um, Sharks were very lackluster until uh, Tom Travojevic went off the field in about the 67th minute. I think they scored two tries late. This is a really, really tough game. This is what I was saying. I, I, these are the games where I'm just not quite sure who's going to get up. I, I'm going with the Warriors. I just think that the lack of Sean Johnson, it, it'd be interesting to see if Matt Moylan plays, uh, how they go. I just... Going with the Warriors at the moment, I think Harris Devita, Reese Walsh gives them a good chance. Um, they are missing some players. Adam Fanua Blake back is a big help. So I'm, I'm tipping the Warriors. I think it'll be a really close one, though. And if the, this is a game that the Sharks have to win if they want to keep in that top eight run. Yeah. Uh, Braley is going to have to feature in a lot of Cronulla's attack. Uh, I thought it was quite good last night. And Will Chambers just needs to zip it. Uh, is what yeah. I learned from last night's game. Yes. Okay, 5.30, one of those other top six clashes, the Roosters and the Panthers going head-to-head at Suncorp. So for the Roosters, Dale Copley comes in with Manu shifting to centre um, to take the place of Josh Morris. And Warrior Hargraves has been named, but he's 
once again, I think it's for the 16th time I'm saying it this year, is at the judiciary and um, we'll, well be pending so, the result of that. So this, this is the thing. He's he's had about five grade one charges this year. Yeah. He has, <laughs> he has contested all of them and got off all of them. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. So he keeps on contesting so that if he gets another grade one charge, he doesn't accept the points and miss a game. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, big ins for Penrith, so Coruscant and Yo uh, return as expected, and Cleary's been named in the reserves, um, but Luai and Burton should play there. Stephen Crichton has accepted a one-week ban, so Momorowski comes into the centres where he will partner Capewell, uh, and Naden moves to the wing and Robert Jennings dropped out. Tevita Pangai Jr. will make his debut for Penrith on the interchange with Targo and Hopgood relegated to the bench. Kenny drops to the interchange to make way for Coruscant, while Sorensen fills the um, second row hole left by Capewell to accommodate Yo's return. Now, Tevita Pangai Jr. will probably be a much-needed boost for these guys. I also note that there was a lack of sympathy for Cameron Munster after he got kicked by Stephen Crichton. No, how does how does Stephen Crichton get a suspension when Cameron Mun- Cameron Munster has kicked about four people this year and still got nothing? Uh, I don't quite get it. A <laughs> um, couple things with the Roosters. Uh, Jabberwear Hargraves has been exceptional the last few weeks. He's probably been one of the best props in the competition. Uh, absolutely stepping up as a forward leader. Joseph Manu is playing that second fullback role that we saw Tom Travojevic do in Origin, which is really interesting. And... The, the contract talks keep on coming up. Someone's going to pay Joseph Manu big money to come play for them because he's basically played every position in our back line this year uh, and has thrived at all of them. Cleary, if Cleary, play, if Cleary plays, the Panthers win this. I still think they win this without him. Uh, but if the Roosters can defend like they did last week, uh, they still have a lot of firepower, even with all the outs that we have. And last, last week's game gave me a bit of hope. I still think Penrith get this, though. I still think they're, they've got a few more back, and it's only really Nathan out of the moment and Crichton. So yeah, I think it's a really close game, but I'm tipping Panthers. Um, Jared's been cleared, by the way. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so the universe is normal again. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, the other big game, Saturday night, Manly and Melbourne. Uh, at 7.30. So, Aloye returns for his 100th NRL game for Manly. So, Sirenen moves to the bench. Sipley returns to the interchange after getting a start against the Sharks with a late swap with Paseca. Otherwise, it's steady as she goes for Manly as they continue to push for a top four spot. Um, for Melbourne, Felice Kafusi has entered an early plea and will serve a one-match ban. Shock, horror. Chris Lewis moves on to the, um, from the interchange to take his place with Tom Eisenhuth coming to the bench. Nico Hines is at fullback, Brandon Smith at hooker, and Harry and Ryan will start from the bench. Kenny Bromwich failed at HIAA in the side's win over Penrith and will need to go through protocols. The Storm um, currently missing Big Nelson, Kamika Mika, and Aaron Penne um, with an Achilles, and Kamika Mika is awaiting scans, and Penne expects to be available in the next week. Or two, Mike. Melbourne are looking at seventeen in a row. Seventeen in a row. I think they get it. I think they do it. Uh, Tom Travojevic last night was uh, he put on as perfect a performance as I 
have almost ever seen. Uh, he was absolutely incredible. Did everything. Set up. Set up three tries. Scored three tries. Was absolutely everywhere. He will. If I, I think he will be the runaway Dalian winner, which is incredible considering he missed the first five weeks of the competition, has missed games due to Origin. But every game that he has played in, he's at least scored two points Dalian wise. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I think this is para, uh, this is Manly's first big test. Uh, in a while, and Melbourne are the biggest of the tests that there are, and they just you, you can be you can be playing really well against Melbourne. You can be on their line. You can be, you, they can be backed up against their line. You've got them you know, defending for four or five sets in a row. You get a turnover. They go the other way and score in that set, and it's, it's so demoralizing. They do it so often. It just destroys any momentum that you have, and they 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 just they never give up, Melbourne. They're so good, they're so relentless, and they just never let you get an advantage. So, I it's it's going to be really tough for Manly to win, and I think Penrith, uh, uh, sorry, Storm, get it done. Yeah, I agree. Okay, this is the only game Sunday at two p.m. The only game that doesn't have a bearing on the top eight: Dogs and Tigers. So Flanagan's been dumped to the reserves again. And Bailey Biondiodo gets his first NRL start at 5'8", and Avarillo is at halfback. Manu returns to the lineup with Ockenbohr missing out, while Meany and Corey Allen swap places. Sia guys swaps with Dylan Napa, while Kotoa gets a start on the bench in place of Rena Fatoni. Uh, for the Tigers, Moses Mbai steps in at fullback for Dane Laurie, who fractured his leg. Um, and Michael Cheekham has been promoted from the bench to take Mbai's place in the centres. James Tamo is back on deck after withdrawing last week. And Alex Twiles moved to the bench. Michaela is also returning at lock with Offengawi joining Twile on the interchange. Simpkins has been axed um, with Zach Sini taking his place on the bench. And Tuilagi has been retained after making his debut against the Warriors. Yeah, this, again, another really tough game to tip because both teams suck. Um just to put it, to put it blankly, uh, what happened to the Tigers on the weekend? That was uh, they blew that game so hard. That was that should have been an easy win for them. It should have been a game that put them, kept them in top eight contention, and they screwed it up against a Warriors team without half their side. Uh, no Laurie now. Uh, I'm still tipping the Tigers because they seem to. I think I think they can beat the Bulldogs. Uh, Jay Nockenbaugh, I don't know how he's a first grade player. He was terrible on the weekend. Absolutely terrible. Um, Carl Flanagan just can't catch a break. Um, it's just, I'm tipping the Titans, uh, the Tigers. I, I, I don't really have too much to say about these two teams though, because they've both been terrible all year. Yeah. Yeah, they, they actually have. They've been, I felt like the Tigers on the weekend, it was just one of those, they don't have any scrap players. No. Dewey tries, but you know, two two attempts at a two point field goal is not the right move. Okay, last game of the round, Mike. Titans host the Cowboys Sunday afternoon footy. Okay, so for the Titans, Herbert returns from suspension. Masters back to the extended bench, and Sammy, who had the ankle injury, will have to wait at least another week. Tyrone Peachy is taking the early plea and will serve one match ban, and Aaron Clark takes his place on the interchange. David Fafita has been named to start in the second row. Um, 
but he has been benched with um, Bo Former for the last two rounds. And for the Cowboys, Holmes returns at fullback for his first game since round 16. Jake Branfield slides to the bench. Kane Bradley is set to miss the remainder of the season. And Ben Hampton goes from the interchange to the centres. And Talangi shifts to the wing. Uh, Todd Payton has promoted his entire bench with Gilbert, Lukey and Cohen Hess joining Hampton in the starting lineup. Molo, Mitch Dunn and Shane Wright make way while Tamalolo shifts to the second row. That's the big move that I find interesting because that's where the Titans seem to leak points is on their edges and Tamalolo running against a weak edge is going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, Titans need to start David Fafita and make sure he plays 80 minutes. You can't be paying someone that much money and have him sitting on the bench for the first 30 minutes of a game. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm tipping the Titans because they have been the better team all year. Uh, it's not convincing, and the Warrior, the, the sorry, the Cowboys can put up some performances and upset a few teams. But I just think that the you know. I think the Titans are a better team. They have a bit more talent. Uh, their forward pack's a bit stronger. Um, and, yeah, that's that's my pick. Gold Coast should be aiming to keep the Cowboys to a very low score rather than scoring points themselves. Agreed. I think that it'd probably be better for them to come out of this game 20 points to four rather than 40 points to 24. Um, but anyway... All right, Mike, so you've gone the Knights over the Broncos, the Raiders over the Dragons, Souths to pip the Eels, Warriors to beat the Sharks, Panthers to return to the winner's circle against the Roosters, the Storm to make it 17 in a row against Manly, the Tigers to beat the Dogs, and the Titans to beat the Cowboys. Yep, that sounds about right. That could very much change if there's ins and outs and whatnot. Might be the first time in a very long time that I've tipped against the Roosters twice. Um, doesn't feel good, uh, but yeah, <laughs> we will. We'll see. Friday, Saturday night is set, uh, setting up to be a incredible night of football. Friday night's game will also be great. Uh, some very important matches this week. You see, you just said there's only one match that really doesn't have any ramifications in the top eight: it's the Dogs versus the Tigers. Every other game ha- will have some bearing, especially that Dragons uh, Raiders game. Both teams fighting for that. I think whoever wins knocks the other one out. Um, so, yeah, lot to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, the wildest Saturday night you or I will be having in a while. So, um, yeah, two big games right there. Yep. Yeah. I agree. All right. Awesome. Let's, let's leave it there. Uh, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And one more thing, Emmanuel. How good is rugby league? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, Michael. Thanks, guys.